Hello, I'm Perry Continente. And I'm Hannah Gatahoon, and you're listening to Beach Weekly, a student-run podcast from the Daily 49er at Long Beach State. Beach Weekly News! On Monday, October 7th, 2019, a normal school day at CSULB turned into a frenzy for security, as students across campus were faced with a new reality. The seemingly safe confines of the campus may not always be so safe. Texts, emails, and voicemails were sent out to the student, faculty, and staff body that Monday afternoon. The campus has received a credible threat. Everyone on campus is to move indoors and shelter in place immediately. If you are not on campus, stay away until further notice. This is not a drill. We will share updates as they become available. The shelter in place ended later that afternoon with an all clear from the University Police Department and the arrest of a female suspect. This afternoon, the university received an email threatening violence to our campus. Our university police immediately responded and were able to identify a suspect and their location. University leadership issued a shelter-in-place order to help ensure the safety of the campus community. The suspect is now in custody and there is no current threat to our campus. We understand that this type of order is alarming, but the university must take these threats seriously. Law enforcement that was Provost Brian Jerski that Monday afternoon during a media press conference. But the story didn't end there. The next day, Pratik Devilpali, an 18-year-old CSULB student, was arrested and admitted to sending an email through a female student's school account and threatening to quote-unquote shoot up the school, according to University Police Department Police Captain John Brocky. Here at the Daily 49er, the staff was in the newsroom reporting on the situation and broke the story during the shelter-in-place. Today, we're going to be discussing the story from our perspective. Perry, what did you see outside while most students were sheltered inside? Well, it was kind of eerie because I've been on this campus at like every hour of the day and there's always somebody around. And to see the campus pretty deserted at a time of day when it's usually at its most crowded, especially by the bookstore, which is, you know, a very impacted area, and just to see nobody there, that was like, that was very strange. Just to add some context, Perry went out to report the situa situation um, by the Access Center, the Student Success Center, um, which is where the threat... Which is where the threat was directed. Yeah. In the newsroom, it was a little different. Everyone was scrambling to make phone calls, and I'm gonna be honest, it was very much like, let's get this story out. But it was weird because most students had been complaining that there was this lack of transparency. And so I guess, cause it was our job to find the information, it seemed we were always, we were just a step ahead from the student population. So I'm seeing it as in the perspective of a student, it was a little less scary for us because we were finding that information as reporters. I can understand from a student's perspective, if you were in any other class, if you're just sheltered in place and you don't really know what's going on, it can be scary. And actually a lot of people were complaining about the school's lack of transparency for this, especially because they didn't even specify what type of threat it was. And I mean, I can see why maybe the school did that. It was not to scare people. A shooting threat is probably the scariest threat. Yeah, that's our cultural boogeyman. 
Yeah. And, and I can kind of see the point of not telling people like, okay, there's an email threat that's talking about shooting up the Bob Murphy Access Center because people would be safest, even in that instance, is sheltering in place. That is where they would be the most safe, especially with police out. Whereas I'm sure a lot of people, especially in the Bob Murphy Access Center, if they were to receive a message saying that they were in imminent danger, would, you know, attempt to flee, mm-hmm. which would make things more dangerous. So I, I, I can see the school's point. But I can also understand from a student's perspective, mm-hmm. you just want to know. Yeah, definitely. And it was all very vague. Another thing that students mentioned, and I didn't even think about this until people had brought it up, but it was the fact that after the female suspect was detained, they had essentially said, we are safe and secure for now. The provost essentially said, um, there's no more imminent threat. But we later found out the female suspect detained was not the right suspect, so the person who allegedly sent the email, and Pratik Devopali did admit to it, but he was still out there. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was another interesting point. I didn't think about that. And I can see that point, but from their point of view, somebody sent a threat, they found the person who sent the threat, and they detained them. So, I mean, you can't keep the students sheltering in place for the entirety of the investigation. I know, like, with investigations, it's hard because you want to keep things private, but then it's, like, how do you balance that with, like, keeping the students in the know? How do you balance being transparent and not causing mass hysteria? Mm -hmm. Because, especially with, like, shooting threats, it evokes emotions from a lot of people, especially people who, like, follow the news. And people react very differently, too. I mean, there were people who genuinely did not care. Like, I saw students walking around um, during the whole thing. Some people just, like, casually walk to their car. They're like, oh, class is canceled type thing. (laughs) Just, like, leaving. Then there were people who were, like, genuinely afraid, like, crying. You know, what is going on? It's. I think the without transparency, sometimes it leads to confusion. People Mm -hmm. are like, what's going on? I'm scared. My worry is that... In this case, I think with transparency, it could have led to panic. That is true. I can't imagine students mass fleeing. Because, I mean, even, like, I, I consider myself a fairly level-headed person, but if I got a message saying, shelter in place, somebody's going said they're going to shoot up the Bob Murphy Access Center, and I was in there, my first instinct would be to run. Yeah. And if you had a bunch of students fleeing, there could have been injuries there, and it would have also stopped the police from picking somebody out. Uh, something that I thought was kind of heartening was that when I was out there reporting on it, I was one of, I I was basically the only person other than police out there. So if somebody had come with a weapon of some sort, they would have been spotted immediately. And then there was another concern that was brought up from students, and we actually wrote a story on this too. It was the inability of students and faculty to deadbolt the doors. So a lot of the doors here have electronic locks, so they do lock, but you have to have like a certain special key card to lock them or you need a certain set of keys. Essentially, students and faculty can't lock the doors themselves. Our podcast editor, Emma Carlson, will talk more about this issue. Some students faced greater danger than others during the shelter in place on campus. Doors in over 100 of the older buildings on campus don't have the ability to lock from the inside which left some students feeling helpless as they had to physically barricade themselves indoors. Second-year theater arts major Beth Gaviero describes how she would have felt if she was stuck inside such a room. Honestly, very scared because I was very glad we could lock it and I felt 
very secure there. But when I was on Twitter seeing that people not like not everyone could do that, I was like, this is insane. Like it's so easy for anyone to just open the door and come in. And do you think that this should be a high priority for the campus? Yeah, totally. Totally, because it's something, I mean, sadly, it's something that happens a lot here in the States. So I just think that, yeah, with we've had threats before. And thankfully, this one, like, nothing major happened. But what if it did, you know? I think that the safer we can be, the better. And, yeah, I think it should be a priority to make every room, every classroom be able to be logged from the inside. According to CSULB's Chief Communications Officer Jeff Cook, the school has spent nearly $500,000 as of yet to put locks on classroom doors by December. This funding only covers around 100 buildings to be equipped with new locks, leaving roughly 350 rooms unable to lock from the inside for now. Reporting for the Daily 49er, this is Emma Carlson. Join Manny and Ralston next Monday for Beach Weekly Sports. And stay safe, Cal State Long Beach.